kind of inadvertently started talking about what I wanted to talk about for my little cold open. Um, I, you know, I keep saying on the podcast that I have a background in gender and sexuality mm-hmm. and I don't really give a whole lot of detail as to what that means. It's a pretty wide net. Both those wide things. Net. So I thought I would give a little cold open. That's kind of a little about me, like a little about section mm-hmm. <laughs> and explain some stuff. All right. I'll start off by saying uh, my background that I'm referring to is that when I was in college and my master's degree, um, I was an artist and I have fine art degrees, but my entire focus was on gender and sexuality as a broad topic. But my my direct focus was specifically toxic masculinity. Mm, mm, yeah, a fun, fun, yeah. fun, fun thing. Um, and and uh, patriarchy and all that kind of stuff. Um, and I chose it as a subject because I, you know, I had the opportunity to talk about all the different subjects that could be within that, that umbrella, um, which I still loved reading about and learning about, but I came to the realization that I wanted to talk about what I knew and know very, very well. And toxic masculinity is like right at the top of that list. Um, and anyone out there who, uh, lived or lives as a man or with a penis, uh, will understand this idea that, that, uh, there is a very toxic way that we teach men to live. Um, and I think one of the biggest problems with the term toxic masculinity, uh, is a lot of people associate, I'll say, I say people, but we all know who I mean, um, associate that the idea of that as being, Every single man on earth is toxic and terrible. And, you know, there's the phrase that gets kicked around a lot. um, All men are trash or just men are trash. Mm -hmm. And I actually still stand very firmly with that statement. Men are trash. No, Uh, I do. I do still say that. Please don't hate me. It's fair. (laughs) Sometimes it comes out. Yeah. Well, no, see, I, I think that part of the problem is that people aren't, thinking of it as a critique and that's very different than a blanket statement so it is meant to be a critique we have spent the last several thousand years referring to women as uh vixens and and here to steal your purity and stray you away from the good lord and uh, we have spent so much time talking about women being awful and dangerous and evil and cursed and all these things. It's really not that bad that right now we're actually talking about that men can be kind of garbage. It's like, get over it. You are not being hurt. I still have all of the privileges I was born with. No one has taken those away by calling me trash. Um, And then on top of it, it is a critique. It's a critique on what it means to be male and masculine not on just being male and it's the concept of being a man or at least what our society builds as that within the binary which you're getting in my territory and also like masculinity that's fine yeah we're talking about toxic Toxic masculinity masculinity. they are very different different. things and like you know i think maybe i'm i'm idealistic but i like to think that 
the sign that masculinity as a thing is the definition is expanding is when I saw the movie, I'm going to say the title wrong. I always do moonlight, Mm -hmm. which I was just like, it's a gorgeous film. Definitely see it. But it touches on so many different topics. One of them being masculinity and what that means and the expanding Mm -hmm. definition, uh, which I, I love that as a thing. Yeah. I, it kind of gave me hope. Yeah. And, and there's interesting, like, I love watching action movies. They're like, one of my favorite pastimes. I love watching like, which is really funny because what I'm talking about right now. Um, I, yeah, like the more garbage, the better. I'm a hundred percent in. <laughs> I get so into it. And part of it is, um, I like critiquing them and like kind of mocking some of the bits, but also a lot of action movies. Um, you know, not Michael Bay necessarily, although he started doing it fairly recently, mock a lot of those traditional toxic masculine traits well they're kind of like spoofs right they're yeah. kind of like spoofs of what people say masculinity should be like to like if anyone's familiar with russ meyer uh who makes just these outlandish movies about women with giant breasts or people with breasts like humongous mm-hmm. like to the point that it is spoofery i don't know if he feels that way but it's almost like the same thing but like with like folks with penises and big muscles and shit yeah it's it's caricature is what it is. Yeah, exactly. It's to the point where you're, you've gone so far down the rabbit hole that you've come out with a joke and you sometimes don't even know it. Um, and you know, I, I just giggle and laugh so hard during action movies that I will watch them for the rest of my life. 100%. Jason Statham, you've given me so much. Um, and, uh, you know, this, the, I, I spent a lot of time making work around that. And that was actually where I went with my work was caricature and comedy. And I started making giant, sad penises and ridiculous things of that nature. And that, that became uh, my obsession was mocking masculinity, the parts that I find really depressing. Um, And a thing that most people don't talk about that's extremely important is that when we talk about patriarchy and toxic masculinity, we often talk about it in the frame of how it affects everyone who isn't masculine, but that people who are within toxic masculinity are actually suffering in a lot of ways that we aren't addressing. One, physical contact. You know, you lose the ability to have emotional uh, and physical touch And it creates a a huge problem because it teaches boys that physical touch is sexual yeah. because it must be. And therefore, anyone who touches you is advancing. And, you know, we sit around wondering where certain cultures come from that we don't need to discuss necessarily. But that's that's the birth of all that stuff. And there's a reason that suicide rates for men are much higher and... There's a reason that we have far more serial killers in America than anywhere else in the world. Um, then that's not really being addressed at all. And all of that is stemming from toxic masculinity in a lot of ways. Um, <laughs> but I am saying that uh, the concepts that we have built our world around are not set in stone. And we are capable of change and we are capable of growth. And uh, that is what I researched. And one of the reasons I love this podcast is that this is 
a whole new thing that people are doing, this idea of monster fucking, although I'm sure it's much older than I'm really imagining. Um, <laughs> but this whole concept of, you know, like, I want to fuck a dragon. Like, we're getting to a point in society where it's kind of a mixed bag. Like some of it is like when you suppress sexual urges, weird things come out. <laughs> it's where yeah. some kinks come from for sure. I know them for my kinks. I'm like, Oh yeah, I know where that came from. Um, <laughs> like that, that's true. That's not bad though. Like that's fine. We react to things and they make our personality. Like there's nothing wrong with that. Um, but uh, where was I going with that? <laughs> oh, I lost the train of thought. I got excited about a little split. And you then said forgot. that this is what you like about the podcast. Yes. Is that it's this kind of new version of sexuality and talking about sex. And I like that we sit around and read born to each other, essentially in a very playful and comfortable way. And I want people to listen to this podcast and feel that and know that it you are listening in on just three people who are friends. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. There's, there's nothing else going on here and you can go do this too. (laughs) Yeah. You know, what's interesting. I thought about this. A thing I didn't understand when I was growing up is a lot of like cis men and other folks with penises like to watch porn in groups, Mm. but like, but they, so porn for me, it's a little bit of self-care. Mm-hmm. You know, if I'm watching a porn, I'm doing stuff, you know, <laughs> and it's usually more of a solitary thing. Like my spouse and I don't usually watch it when we do stuff together. But like, so these groups of like, you know, folks with penises would watch porn, but like they weren't doing anything. I was like, is this going to be a circle jerk? Like, what's right. up, buddy? Um, but no, none of that. And I didn't understand it. But then my spouse did point out to me the other day. That I am doing a very similar thing when I record this podcast. Like, we sit together and we're reading porn. We're not, like, jacking it or anything while we do it. (laughs) So as the listener believes. (laughs) 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 No one's jacking. No, 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 I'm definitely not. I do dress a little. I try to dress up a little bit for each Mm -hmm. podcast, get sexy for the monsters. But, Mm -hmm. um... But yeah, it's funny. I didn't under like I said, I didn't understand that kind of thing until now. I don't know. I still don't know what that means, but we're just we just have fun here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess I never really thought of it that way. I still feel like watching porn with a group of friends and not like touching on yourself or them is weird. Isn't it? But though? I don't think this is weird. Mm. I know, but I feel like they're pretty similar. You're no, just, they are. It's, it's the, no, they the me- absolutely are. The medium is different, but like the content is very much the same with yeah. just a little bit more Bigfoot, <laughs> you know? Wow. Why I, does it feel different to me when it's really not I don't that know. different? My spouse pointed that out and she laughed at me and I was just like, huh, that is weird. She's like, is it weird that, you know, you, you know, every other week or so, like read porn with your friends? It's like. I don't know. <laughs> it doesn't feel weird. <laughs> Maybe the uh, microphone changes it because we're doing it publicly. We're doing it for others to enjoy and listen in yeah. on. Maybe that does change it. Yeah, that's true. Because like we weren't doing this before microphones. You know, it's not like we were having like porn book club. We together. were discussing it, but not reading it. Yeah, yeah, yeah we yeah. weren't re- We weren't searching stuff out. We were just like having yeah. conversations. Yeah, we're not yeah. knee deep as we are now in it. Yeah. I think more people should read porn to their friends. I mean, it's fun. It is fun. It it can get it can get intense. Yeah, in all sorts of ways: silly, sexy, 
gross. I don't know. You know, if you are grossed out by stuff. I think more people should watch like story based porn as friend groups. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, that would be fun. I yeah. Think. Like full length <laughs> story features. Based, like, yeah. You know, it's yeah. not just like here for the pounding, but like yeah. actual, like it's got stuff in it. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I think that's fun. Yeah. And I could see that being really fun. And also that great moment of like during a sex scene, someone looking at their watch and be like, I'm going to make tea. This is going to be another like five minutes or so. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, it's always fun to watch those and be like, oh, this is an interesting story. And then it's like a 25 minute sex scene. You're like, I'm tired. <laughs> well, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, I mean, to, I don't Jesus. know. Well, actually, I'm sure there's lots of folks who like to watch long, you know, um, periods of tantric sex, like watch people do that. But like, I think like having, you know, that long of sex is fine. It's normal. And, pretty average if not on the short side but well, i think inadequate well I mean, i'm not saying like i'm a marathon runner not like i used to be in my youth but i think like anxiety was just keeping it all in mm. and by in i mean macomb <laughs> macomb's trip i got too i was like too much in my head and so like the sex would last longer which i you know is good for you know your partner uh, and sometimes good for you but like sometimes you're like then you're like oh just do it already <laughs> like please i'm tired i'm old but yeah now it's, now it's more like yeah but i would i i'm not someone who personally watches other folks have sex or at least not for like 20 minutes or 30 minutes hmm. i would also be like mm, I, need, I need to get a snack a little popcorn <laughs> or something this is gonna take a minute mm-hmm. but yeah <laughs> this should be more porn audio tapes because i feel like i could I could just sit there and listen to porn and like get porn off pretty ASMR. well. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes it, it okay. No, I, I don't. I'm not. I'm not going to get on a rant because we're yeah, running long. Yeah, we need but to. Um, I will say some of those, some of those ASMRs do cross over a little oh, yeah. bit, and it's just like mm, I don't. I don't like what you're doing here. You know, that's not what I'm looking for right now. Mm-hmm. I just need peace. I don't need to get a boner. <laughs> you know, but yeah. So. All right. All right. Let's, yeah. let's get into it. Stevie's. Hello. Welcome to Love at First Sighting, sex positive, kink friendly, and thirsty conversations about the monsters and cryptids that traverse our backyards and our imaginations, our horny imaginations. <laughs> I'm Joyce, and my pronouns are she, they, and I'll be your resident cryptid researcher here with the Monster Book Report. Joining me, as always, is Jim. Hey, I'm Jim, and I'm here with the Monster Porn. Here to rep the monster fucker. We're going to get into it. Yeah. Also, as always, Coco. Hello. My name is Coco, and I am the layman in the ways of cryptid. I do accents, but poorly. <laughs> sometimes good, sometimes bad. Never know. <laughs> it's like taking a little journey across America, or across America, across the world. When I'm, the world. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of Europe. A lot, Europe, yeah. a lot of Europe. 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 Is that what we call Europe. it here? Europe. <laughs> I'm going Europe. East, East Europe. East Europe. North Europe. Europe. <laughs> going to go to Scandinavia. Where? Scandinavia. Scan- Scandinavia. Scandinavia. Uh, <laughs> okay. So I want to start today by playing a little ditty. So Coco, you tell me if I'm doing this wrong, but I'm going to like put my phone near my mic. Hopefully. Yeah, 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 yeah. Take a look at it. 
ditty called The Legend by DJ Steve Cook uh, with Bob Farley on keyboards. And this was first played in April 1987 on Cook's radio station as an April Fool's prank. Eventually, to his surprise, more than likely his amusement, his station started getting flooded with calls and encounters with the dog man. And this became like the number one requested song on the station. Um, I... I <laughs> I almost messaged you guys because I was trying to think of a, a crypto that I wanted to write a porn for. And I was like, I'd write it for the dog, man. <laughs> dog, dog, man. Oh, I'm so sorry. You didn't get the chance. The dog, no. man. Oh, it's a good old cryptid. Um, you Listen, know, we can do like there's more dog and wolf people. So yeah. we're, we're going to get into it. I'm going to talk about it a little bit. There's a lot. Right. Yeah. I'll tell you about the other one I was thinking of here in a little bit. Okay. Um, but yeah, so this kind of prank kind of brought the dog man to a larger audience. Um, <clears throat> and some sources say that Cook wasn't quite aware of the dog man stories. You know, he said he just made it up, which by the, the kind of little snippet that I played is actually a crock of shit <laughs> because he gives very specific details, which I found in my research to be like, um, you know, legit reports that were made, um, you know, and, and kind of as I'm alluded to, other sources were like, yeah, he totally knew what this, he knew all the stories about the dog man. And in an episode of Monster Quest, it revealed that Cook even helped with the film called The Gable Film, which was a supposed video footage of an alleged dog man encounter. Mm -hmm. But on the episode, they revealed it to be a hoax. They even like go so far as to show you how they did it and all the props. It was like made by a man named Mike Agurza. He created the film and he brought it to Steve Cook to lend some credence to his prank. And so Steve Cook posted on his website that, oh, a, a weird eight millimeter film was found in an ad attic in a real state like U.S. state sale. Um, but, you know, they they admitted on Monster Quest that it was fake. Um, but there's even a sequel to the Gable film. So that's mm. kind of fun. But a little good came from all the Tom Fullery. Cook started selling cassettes of like the recording of the legend and he donated to a local animal shelter. Um, yeah, it was nice. And years later, he even like put some new flourishes on the song, the legend remix, if you will. <laughs> 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 I read somewhere that this was prompted by another supposed uh, dog man encounter in 1997. But without further delay, the dog man, as you might imagine, is a wolf-like dog-like creature it is described as a seven-foot-tall, muscular, incredibly agile, canine-like humanoid who often is seen walking on its hind legs. 
sometimes said to have a human-like torso, but always covered in fur. The dogman's eyes are either bright blue or amber, depending on the source. And its howl is said to be more like a guttural human-like scream than something that would come from a wolf or dog. Hmm. Do I have to do that one later? It's the Great Dane Man. <laughs> oh, that oh, would be an awesome cryptid. Do a Scooby voice. For oh, my God. Uh, well, I don't know. <laughs> no, that wasn't Scooby at all. Go on. <laughs> Gomer Pyle? It sounded like Gomer Pyle, yeah. <laughs> Well, gosh. Well, gosh. Um, I actually watched a little mini documentary on YouTube about Gomer Pyle the other day. Well, the guy that played Gomer Pyle. It was kind of interesting. But anywho. Um, actually, interesting thing is um, not a lot of the research that I read kind of implied that the dog man is a werewolf. So, because I expected a lot of like talks about lycanthropes and werewolves and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Um, but not really. Pure wolf, baby, or hmm. pure dog. In my digging, I did learn that werewolves and dogmen are two separate types of cryptids. Um, there's a distinction, apparently, kind of like, you know, the distinction between the wolves and dogs we're familiar with. Um, stories of the dogman go back as far as the 1800s with encounters in Michigan and also neighboring Wisconsin. Some feel the Beast of Bray Road and the Michigan Dogman are the same creature or type of creatures. Okay. Um, Beast of Bray Road is a similar kind of cryptid seen in Elkhorn, Wisconsin. But we're going to focus on our Michigan-born and bred boy yeah, today. Yeah, I've, I've heard of the Beast of Bray Road. Good name. I like it. Yeah. I don't it's know. It's very like, it's a movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, that is a movie title. Like, you know, Legend Boggy Creek and shit like that. Um. Supposedly, this creature is said to make an appearance every 10 years for years ending in seven. But in my research, that doesn't hold true. I mean, he is a dog man. It's not like he has a Google calendar. Like, what do you, <laughs> you can't tell time. What? I guess not. Feels like it's that uh, dog years thing. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's it's 10 every 10 years in dog years. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Maybe that's why this is seven. Um <laughs> This creature is said to often stalk the area around the Manatees River. Uh, the earliest reports came from loggers working deep in the woods, usually at night. Two lumberjacks in 1887 are said to be the first to see the beast per recorded history. Um, this occurred in Wexford County, Michigan. The loggers reported seeing a man with a dog's head wandering the woods and then watched as it disappeared into the darkness. Um, there are also said to be reports made by French pelt traders at about the same time they have seen the beast. They called the creature loup garou, which is just French word for werewolf. Oh. Um, my French is pretty poor. Sorry. I like that, though. Yeah. Can you do it again? Loup garou. Oh. I know. It's got a, mm, garou. It's got a little bit of a... Oh. Mm. Yeah, mm. sensuality to it. French doesn't have as many of the sounds, but <laughs> probably wouldn't be garou. But I like it. I know. I, I it would probably be more like Luke garou. You know, there's a little more muffled. Yeah, Luke like, Yeah, thank you. Um, funny enough, in 1937, a man from Paris, Michigan, <laughs> claimed to have been attacked by five wild dogs, one of which was standing on its hind legs. There's been other similar reports around that time period that describe a very similar incidences. The best story I could find, this one's a humdinger, um, <laughs> happened in 1961, so not ending in the year seven. So, yeah, again. But uh, six plus one. 
<laughs> I was he's, just he's, about to say that God garbage damn too. It, y'all. You would. <laughs> um, a night watchman was working at a manufacturing plant in Big Rapids, and it was around 3 a.m. Well, the watchman was outside the building and having a little snack break, having a little coffee, mm-hmm. uh, when he suddenly noticed some movement near a chain link fence facing the back of the pop- property. He figured someone was probably creeping, so he went to investigate. He drew his gun and continued watching the fence line, but quickly realized what he was seeing wasn't human, but some sort of creature. It was a large, muscular, hairy canine-looking entity walking on two legs and moving silently in the night. This night watchman happened to be an avid photographer and had access to a camera at the time, which he used to snap a photo of the monster. Hmm. This picture is actually pretty convincing, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. And yes, before you ask, it is blurry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, can we get sent the picture, please? Yeah, so, um, send that send over that to, the, to the group chat. Yeah, let me. All right. Um, if you'll excuse an intermission. This is weird, but Amazon just sent me an email uh, that says, ganged by the dogman, a double dot, dot, dot. It doesn't give me the rest of the title. <laughs> so apparently it is now... Uh, Telling me to buy cryptid sex books. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's only two ninety nine. I wonder if they prefer doggy style. <laughs> you know they do. God you damn know it, it, Coco. You know they do. Oh, they into leash play. Oh, puppy play. Mm. Perhaps. So take a gander at that real quick if you want. Mm-hmm. Okay. The lack of sharpness, as you might suspect, is from the poor lighting condition since it was like 3 Mm -hmm. a.m. And the image, as my friends are seeing, is a black and white photograph of a large figure under a street light. Again, it's really too blurry to kind of make out the details of whatever is under the street light. Yeah, what do y'all think? I'm looking at the one that has like the the close-up of the feet, too. Mm -hmm. Mm, Let me see. Little back-bending feet. Yeah. I just love that, like, this night watchman is like, oh, well, I'm also an avid photographer. Here's my incredibly shitty, blurry picture that I took, like, well, with was, my fancy It was camera. 3 a.m., so lighting conditions were shit. There's streetlights right there. I see three of them. I know, but, like, it, it still would be a difficult... F- I know because I've been trying to do video and more photography. It would be a difficult lighting situation. Okay. Just just saying. Like, yeah, I get it. So, like, the, the kind of, to give you a little bit more context, like, why did he have his camera? Like, he kind of lived on the property. Like, that was part of his deal. Like, he got a little shack. He got to stay in. So, like, he was at his house. He was on his porch. But it kind of looked out oh, on the, pro- on the property. See. Okay. So, like, he just went into his house. Got a camera. That makes a lot more sense. Yeah. Sorry. I just thought I was trying to be less wordy, but yes. Um, yeah, but I was going to pick it apart because I'd be like, why did he have a camera well, on a job? That's why. Okay. <laughs> he was taking a break at his house. Um, many people like to know that it's hard to tamper with old celluloid film hmm. um, to imply that this would be a hard thing to fake. But to my knowledge, no one's debunked this image yet. Okay. Seems legit. I mean, it's spooky for sure. It's spooky. You know, what is the thing? I don't know, but the photo is supposedly legit. Another such sighting, not as fun or fantastical or has much evidence, is in 1986. Ray Greenway was driving home from an Army recruiting station in Manatees, Michigan. It's pretty late at night, 
as it usually is with these things. And he was driving Ray or as he was driving, Ray noticed something in the field parallel to the road he was on. When he turned on to the next road, his headlights caught a pair of eyes. Then this creature started to run towards his car. And he claimed as it got to the side of the road, it leaped over his car in the full length of the two lane street. He was quoted saying it was no animal that I knew of. And it was no deer. Ray mentioned yellow eyes in his telling of his encounter. In 2007, a prominent local politician was driving late one night on Cinder Road when he came upon a pair of eyes reflecting his headlight back at him. At first, he thought it was most likely a deer until he came close and realized whatever it was must be at least six feet tall. Closing in on the unknown animal, the driver slowed down to about 30 miles an hour. And what he came upon was a <laughs> what he came upon was a large wolf-like creature standing on two legs over a bloody deer carcass. At this point, he now had his car at a dead stop in the middle of the road. But before deciding if it was real or not, the creature bolted into the forest. Uh, the man got out of his car, stupidly, yeah. and went over to the deer carcass and saw a large canine-like footprint. He snapped a photo of it with his digital camera using a shotgun shell for scale. It's largish. I'm no wolf expert, but I, it, seem, it seems about the size that a wolf footprint would be. But, okay. mm, I mean, still weird. Um, there's also, uh, I heard audio from a supposed 911 call from people who were run off of run off the road by dog man. So the, the caller during this audio clip claims something ran out in front of the car and they swerved to miss it and flipped their car over. And the caller and passed the caller and passengers seemed a bit spooked, but they seemed okay. The dispatcher stays on the line with the couple as they wait for emergency services to come. Um, and the dispatcher asks like, what ran out in front of you? Was it a deer? The caller responds with a, uh, I don't know what the hell it was. It was big. It looked like a great big dog standing up. Then as the dispatcher suggests that it might be a bear, you hear a loud snarl. (gasps) And the caller says, oh, my God. And there's someone screaming in the background and the call ends. From what I heard, the couple somehow survived this thing. But I don't have further details or clarification of its authenticity. Uh, (laughs) That's scoop. That's scoopy. That's Scooby. It's, that's Scooby. No, it's, it's scary. That's no, spooky. It's yeah. This this actually had a lot of media with it. I was like, should I try to share all these things? But we'd be here all day if I shared every mm-hmm. single thing. But yeah. With that being said, Dogman tends to harass motorists for some reason. Um, likes hanging out Whoa. by roads. Uh, dogs chase cars. <gasps> oh shit! Oh, I didn't fuck. think of that. He's like, just the whole time, you're like, fuck your tires. Fuck those fucking tires. I'm going to bite your goddamn tire. Get out of my fucking yard, dog. Wait, no, I'm a dog. <laughs> that, that's actually better than my theory. I was like, maybe the roadkill attracts him. I don't know. But yeah, so theories. Y'all like the theory part. Mm-hmm. Um, dire wolves. Uh, wolves in general, they get pretty big. No, yeah, wolves can get quite big. They're quite big. It's kind of one of those things, kind of like pigs. You don't realize how fucking big they can get until you see an image and there's a person standing. Mm-hmm. Um, misidentification, bears, whatever. Um, hoaxes kind of encouraged probably by the legend, that song that we played earlier. Cryptid, obviously. Or werewolf. Or a yet-to-be-identified animal. Also, one last really cool thing about the Dogman I found a subreddit for Dogman, and one of the posts was there's a Google map where users can place pins and like tell their story of their Dogman encounters. 
There are a lot. Uh, so I did not go through every one of them, but you should check it out. Maybe we could put it on social or something, but mm-hmm. it's pretty cool. There's a fuck ton in it. It's not just Michigan. It's like Overroyer. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's that's the Michigan dog man. Yeah. I like it. I like it. I like yeah. It. Hey, hey, Jim. Uh-huh. Does the dog man fuck? Oh, my God. The dog man fucks so good. Oh, hell God. yeah. All right, here's your little bit of... Oh, much shorter. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Do you want me to do an accent? <laughs> <laughs> you do what you want to do, buddy. All right. Michigan? No, this isn't... Actually, I don't know where this is. I guess it could be Michigan. It didn't really say. I don't know Michigan accent. I could do Minnesotan accent. Oh, oi. I don't know what that was. Oi. 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 The Michigan accent. We're so good at accents. Trained actors. I know. So I'm going to read just two of the books that Amazon sent, uh, sent me in an email that they think that I would be into. The first one is Ganged by the Dogmen, a double not encrypted sex short. Oh, so we're <laughs> nodding again. <laughs> and the second nodding one hill. is nodding hill. <laughs> oh, dog on nodding. Dog man on nodding hill. Mm. And the second one is mounted by the dog man. An intense nodding sex short. Ooh. There's a lot of nodding when it yeah, comes to the dog sense, man. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah dogs yeah. do that. But yeah. those are both by Sibley Stamps. Yeah. So we'll be reading some of their erotica uh, in the future. Very soon. Mm-hmm. So this is a um, a story called Bad Moon Rising. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I love it already. And um, it is by Absurd Thirst or Warden Parker. Now, this might be Absurd Thirst and Warden Parker. I don't know if this is one person with two different like handles or oh, if it's yeah. two two different people that have like joined together to create this. Mm. I don't know. But this is just a snippet. From chapter two. Okay. So the first chapter, it's it's a long story. It's not long, long. It's a short story, but like long for our podcast. Um, so what I'm going to be reading is just a snippet from from the last sex scene that is written. Um, not the full sex scene. It's very sexy, by the way. Um, but this story is very fucking good. Mm. Like, even bef- like there's a lot of story. Before the transformation even happens, there's sex before the trans the transformation even happens. Mm. And like, do we like cowboys? Do we like multiple orgasms? Do we like multiple consent check ins throughout the, the act? Uh, oh, yeah, we do. Yeah. So um, those, those are three things we enjoy. Yeah. My kind of cowboy. Yeah, no, like Yeehaw. sexy, <laughs> animalistic. Um, just very like athletic and, and like just spoke, everybody's just super fucking into it. Sex, okay. bunch of consent. Nice. Nice. Like it was a good, it was a good fucking story. So anyway, oh, y'all, yeah. all y'all get on a archive of our own and look up bad moon rising because it is a good damn story. Well, I can't wait to hear it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Here we are. His body doubles over. A harsh groan ripping out of his throat at the first stab of pain and cracking of bones. Clenching his fists while the 
of his bones pop out of place and break apart to be knitted back together. It would be terrifying if you didn't know that he had done it multiple times before without incident. The sickening sound of cracking bones is one you know well. Growing up on a ranch means accidents happen. But you can actually see the movement of muscles and bones under his skin before the hair in his arms start to turn starts to turn thicker and fill in across his usually smooth skin, and his spine starts to grow out of nowhere. His growl turns from a human vocalization to one that is decidedly not, as his vocal cords change and twist while his throat expands. Nose breaking and jaw unhinging from its place to elongate and pull down, changing from his normal appearance to that dog-like snout. Tongue growing and teeth becoming razors while hair sprouts all over his face and down his neck and back. Jack? You squirm slightly in place, wanting to reach for him but also careful not to jump the gun. For all you know, the transformation could take ages, even though he appears to be fully transfigured. His breathing is ragged and is either pained or exonerated, you can't really tell. But his eyes, beautiful and amber, with primal instinct written in them, are now much easier for you to identify as his. He takes the time to catch his breath. Transforming into the wolf is painful, and he lets out a low whine when he hears your voice. Sniffing, there is a low rumble that comes out of his chest. Your scent is more potent, filling his nostrils, and he can tell that you are nearly vibrating with anticipation and arousal. His ears twitch, strain to hear if there is anything nearby, but all he can hear is the beating of your heart and crunching of whiskey downstairs, his bone being gnawed on happily. Just an aside, like, you would know that whiskey is the dog. The, mm. the dog oh, that, mm. okay. that, yeah, okay, <laughs> that's, that's weird, but like, you know, because I'm doing a snippet. It's fine. Yeah. But, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's not. It's mm-hmm. <laughs> Clawed hands curl, and he takes his first step towards you. Anyone else's instinct would be to move away. At least, to move back. But your senses are humming and begging for the opposite. Inching forward, you move to your knees on the edge of the bed and push yourself up to kneeling, still not making you tall enough to even compare to Jack's height in this form. He looms over you, and a growl rumbles low in his chest making your breath catch and another tingling wave of hot excitement flood your little pussy, as Jack so loves to call it. (laughs) (laughs) Didn't expect that one. I did and didn't at the same time. Y'all should know. He sees you, clearer than he ever could as a mere human, and he sniffs again, giving another low grunt at the hot scent of your tangy arousal. Tongue coming out to lick his chops, He remembers that you want to try to kiss him. Instead of burying his head in your crotch and sniffing and licking at your wet panties, he edges closer and pokes your shoulder with his snout, trailing it up across your shoulder and to your neck, where he nudges you and licks at your pulse before he puts his nose inches from yours and gives a soft growl, giving you permission to touch him. Having his long, hot tongue lave at your neck is something you're used to, but it's never been this long or this wet before, and the difference in the sensation makes you moan and grab onto his arm, foreleg, for support. Kissing may be a logistical impossibility. You admit, with a decided pout, before nuzzling your nose against his muzzle and pressing a kiss to his soft, chocolate-colored fur. You can't kiss him, but you'll thoroughly enjoy having your body licked over like a delicious meal by this more primal version of Jack. He rumbles in agreement and ducks his head down, head-butting you gently in the chest to knock you back and send you sprawling across your childhood bed. The bed protests with squeaks and groans when his large frame starts to climb on to join you. He's massive like this. 
It is, no matter who you are, one of the first things you would notice about him in this form. His body could overwhelm yours twice over with some mass to spare, and even though the hard-on of steel he was sporting when he came upstairs left him temporarily, you can already see his mostly human very okay with you that it still remembers that it still resembles its usual form cock hold on that's um struggle getting all hot and bothered words are hard just like my dick (laughs) (laughs) you can already see his mostly human very okay with you that it still resembles its usual form cock getting hard all over again There's so much of you spread out and wanting for him. He growls when your legs fall open and he sees the drenched dark spot over your cunt. It makes his cock twitch and he also smells just the smallest whiff of fear, which honestly makes him even harder. His teeth are bared when he snarls, massive claws coming up to swipe at the thin t-shirt that you're wearing. His claws are so sharp that you miss it at first. The slight sting comes afterward, when you look down and see a slight swelling of redness on the side of your belly, where one of his razor-sharp claws barely nicked your skin when he tore open your t-shirt and panties in one long swipe. (laughs) I gotta wet my whistle. Swipe or no swiping? (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. Apparently, yes to swiping. Swiper, yes swiping. The fabric hangs off your body in shreds, inviting him to smell and taste you. As far as you know, and with what Jack told you, a small scratch isn't going to turn you, but it does remind you of exactly how strong and deadly he is in this form, drenching the crotch of your shredded panties with slick all over again. Danger kink. He smells the blood, but your arousal is overwhelming, crowding out all thoughts except for the need to smell you. His nose dives between your thighs, sniffing and pushing the wet material of your panties against your clit while he inhales your scent. Nose moving to absorb every spore of your fragrance, pushing his massive shoulders between your thighs and forcing them further apart. Oh, fuck. (laughs) The stretch of such wide shoulders pushes your legs apart far more than normal, and the point of even Jack's prominent nose is so much more in this form, almost feeling like his nose might penetrate your tight hole. It's so much better. It's so much better than your fantasies, mostly because it's real, but also because you somehow hadn't ever given consideration to a werewolf-eating pussy. Those encounters you always dreamt about were fast and furious times of being taken from behind or out in the woods. It was never the fantasy of your partner intent on giving pleasure. He huffs, blowing hot breath over your core, and he noses at the ripped material of your panties before he growls at the sight of your swollen and drenched cunt. Before he turns you over and takes you like you want, he needs a taste. The human portion of his brain making a crude joke about why you are such a dog lover when his canine muzzle opens and the broad sweep of his tongue bays your cunt. Oh my god. His tongue is so much longer and you're so much wetter that he slips between your lips without even trying, tearing a cry out of you. You throw your head back against the mattress and whine. Your fingers automatically weaving through the hair on his head, but this time wondering if he enjoys a hand in his fur the way he always does in his hair. He growls into you, making sure to keep his sharp teeth away from your tender flesh, lapping at you several times before he nearly pushes his snout inside you to make you shriek when his tongue curls up inside you, before he pulls away and licks your cunt once more, before he starts to lick up your body. Reaching your tits, and his tongue rolls over your pebbled nipples, like... (laughs) (laughs) Hold on. 
Pebbled nipples. That was your. All right, I gotta mm, get a string. Pebbled nipples. Pebbled nipples. The human torch was denied a bank loan. Okay, is that a thing? <laughs> oh, that's okay. Well, never mind. It's a, a, a vocal exercise, but it's a joke from Anchorman. It's oh, okay. fine. It's a. We don't need to. Okay. <laughs> okay. To call me out every time I make a joke that no one understands. I'm sorry. <laughs> we just don't understand anything. Yeah, no, we're just confused. That's uh, all. We're not trying to get get you. No. Y'all act like you're like 17 generations above me. <laughs> I mean, I feel you know, it was sometimes. Well, like, Mima's over here, like, oh, I never heard of that. It was like it came out like a year. <laughs> like, come on. Oh, I never heard of such. Well, I, well, I never. Okay. This Meemaw's getting ready to talk about nipples and fucking. Give me them pebbles. Give me them pebbled nips. Fruity pebbles. <laughs> My cocoa pebbles, what I like. <laughs> All right. Reaching your tits and his tongue rolls over your pebbled nipples like you've smeared his favorite treat on them. It's almost too much in all the right ways. The surprise of how far inside you he can lick when he's like this. The way he's so eager to come for your chest that almost has you making a smart remark about peanut butter and food play before he makes you mule by switching to the other breast for equal attention. He may be in another form, but he's still your Jack, and Jack worships in bed. His wet tongue lavishes a path up your skin, and even though he was in a terrifying form, one that should make you tremble in fear, he's licking your face like a puppy, amber eyes on you to make sure that you are ready. You can't help but giggle a little, letting the fierce tension of the night melt away in that one moment of sweetness. Jack. You croon his name and run your thumbs along the sides of his long face, bringing his attention fully to you before you smirk at him. You still want to fuck me, Wolfman? Jack growls. (laughs) (laughs) Jack growls roughly and pulls back. Deadly paw grabbing at your body and flipping you over and starting to rip the rest of your t-shirt and panties off, leaving you bare and naked, sprawled under him as he growls while he flicks up the curve of your spine. There is nothing in the world that could tear you from this bed right now, not when you raise your head to look into the mirror and see his bulk towering over you from behind, almost literally licking his chops and spreading his enormous grasp over your hips. You wiggle your ass in his claws as carefully as you can possibly wiggle and still manage to be sexy, eyes locking on his in the mirror. At least his cock isn't like a dog's, pink and poking out of a sheath, but he is larger than he was as a human, not enormously so, but proportional to his frame. His cock is hard as iron, darker to match his fur and skin, and jutting out to where it's leaking, dribbling down onto your ass. He growls, spreading your cheeks wider, and he shuffles forward and growls when he starts trying to line up with your cunt, thrusting his hips forward and snarling when he catches on your entrance. Your eyes never leave the mirror for a second, despite the way they flutter at the feeling of the blunt head of his cock nudging you open. Rocking back into him, even just the inch or so you impale yourself on his length makes your legs shake as he pushes a breathy moan from your lungs. Jack throws his head back and howls driving his hips forward and slamming his cock into your body to to the hilt with no mercy. Fuck. If he wasn't holding on to you, <laughs> the force of the force of his thrust would have pushed you off the edge of the bed. 
Whiskey barks downstairs in response to such an overpowering sound, but all you can focus on is the way your whole body is on fire and your cunt is stuffed fuller than ever before. Buried in your hot, painfully tight fuckhole, Jack loses control. Snarling with unrestrained need, he pulls back, not giving you a second to adjust to him, and drills himself back into you, starting a pace that is faster and harder than anything he had ever used with you before, treating you like a rag doll he was fucking. Mm-hmm. <laughs> when, you had, <laughs> when you had said you didn't want him to hold back on that first night, you meant it. Indulging in lovers stronger than you wasn't always easy, considering your own strength is above average from ranch work and wrestling with your animal patience. But it's part of what does it for you every single time. Jack's normal strength is enough to manhandle you even on his most tired days. Like this, you may as well not weigh a single pound. Pissing into you again and again, a never-ending rhythm that feels like a new heartbeat, even though it originates so deeply in your cunt that your cervix is basically a door being beaten down by the cops. Damn. You good over there? (laughs) Your door is being beaten down by the cops. I've never heard cops in a sentence about... A cervix, well. Yeah, but I've never heard cops mentioned in a pornographic way that's ever made me excited. But beating down my door like a cop worked. It worked. <laughs> sure did. We have some questions for you. <laughs> oh, Gotta throw some water on y'all. We need to take you downtown. <laughs> You're like, you need to get a spray some squirt gun. gun. A little squirt gun. <laughs> oh, if we didn't have all these electronics, that'd be great. Oh, no. calm down. We'll get you a Nerf gun. <laughs> Well, we both. Well, no, you're not wearing glasses right now. Not right now. Uh-uh. Well, I my, have a nerf my gun. My eyes on, by are the way. safe. I have. Oh, I have nerf guns. Yeah. yeah. Sometimes it's fun. We gotta go play nerf in like a big arena. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be fun. I have a nerf gun somewhere. Have a couple. Yeah. I got like a shotgun and two pistols. Go on. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Oof. All right. It's beating down your cervix like a cops at a door. His clawed hand moves to your shoulder, and he grips you tight while he pumps in and out of your body with brutal strength. He hasn't heard you cry out to stop, although all he can really think about is fucking you, pumping you full of his seed, and spinning his load in your tight little hole. His teeth snap together, resisting the urge to bite into the back of your neck and hold you in place, when your hands give out and you drop to your elbows. Instead, he pulls you back against his furry chest as he shifts you so you can see his cock disappear into your body with every push of his hips, while his wolf face is snarling behind you. The most you can truly do in this position, with his overwhelming strength and force, is hang on tight. The sight of him behind you, hips bucking as he fucks into you with near-predatory abandon, might actually be familiar if you had ever watched him fuck you before, or if he had ever held your body up to him by your tits with claws before. The way he stretches you in this form is incredible. Later on, when you can do more than incoherently babble curses alongside his name and moan in ecstasy, you'll be tempted to make a joke about the way he felt like he was splitting your pussy open being inhuman. Even if he is railing you like the beast that he technically is, he can feel the way that your wall squeezes cock, fluttering wildly and your wetness is dripping down into his fur. His grip on your breast tightens, and with another harsh buck of his hips, you scream, voice cracking and your pitch gets so high and your passage is flooded with a hot rush of cum when you squirt. Three more thrust through the squelching folds of your cunt, 
Jack points his snout at the ceiling and howls out loud enough to make whiskey go crazy downstairs while he pumps obscene amounts of his seed into your spasming body. Shooey. Shoo. Put the all... fly off like a rocket. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like locked eyes like... Mm, <laughs> mm, mm. All right. God, where's that squirt gun? <laughs> I'm going to need a... Need to start spraying myself yeah. with it. We should get like a bowl of ice water next to us so we can just splash in our face every now and then. <laughs> <laughs> you all but collapse. The little support your knees had been giving you completely gone as they turned to jelly in the wake of definitely the most powerful orgasm you've ever had. Your body drops back down to the bed and his cock flops out of you. And his cock flops out of your used channel. Away... <sighs> Your English channel. (laughs) Channel. My channel is made. We can cross countries with this bad boy. (laughs) A wave of fluids welling up and pushing out of your still gaping cunt. Sniffing, Jack shuffles back, tugging at your hips, tucking your hips up into the air so that your ass is raised and his tongue comes out to start cleaning you up with long licks, slurping down his cum in your own. Whining at the new invasion, your still spasming hole flutters and bears down on his tongue instead, prolonging the intense pleasure while you pant for breath and claw at the bedspread. Greedily, he laps at your cunt, long tongue swiping at your clit with its sandpaper texture. Licking you from the clit to your puckered hole, he sees that your body twitches when he passes over it. He grunts, shuffling closer, and he doesn't stop growling. When he starts to run his tongue around your other opening, as he's cleaned your cunt of every drop of your combined fluids. And that's where I'm going to stop. The sex scene continues. Please go read it. It's very hot. So hot. The vapors. damn. No, yeah. (laughs) This one was good. I Wait. was like, ooh. I guess I can't, I can't ask this question unless it, because I feel like it's going to spoil shit if I get an answer. No. What? So, like, does it go to the other place? Um, the other door, <laughs> if you will? Not, or do we go a knocking? The, the, not the giant wolf dong does okay, it. Okay, okay. But okay. there's definitely a lot of tongue action. Okay. <laughs> Dope. Yeah. Fan favorite. Ooh, yeah, boy, that <laughs> no, this one was good. The the pull back the curtain a little. Both of the things we recorded today. Oh boy, I'm tired. Woof. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna need a snack. I need a snack. No, yeah, I need to lay me down. I need a snack for sure. I'm hungry. You know what? I'm gonna ask the question. Would you all <laughs> yeah. fuck fuck this this wolf man dog man? I love that when you said would you all, Jim just went yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh my god, yes. Yeah, but it does sound like it would be pretty like monstrous in size, no pun intended. Yeah, that's true. But like, you know, well, you work up to it. It's proportional, so proportional. So like it's a big fucking dong, but it's not like I can't take it, dong. Okay. Well, it's okay. proportional to the body size, penis size of the original guy. So maybe his original penis was like five inches. So no, his, guys, his like, original penis was okay. I, it don't, I don't actually remember it talking about its penis. But it, it would so be proportional to his new thing. form, right? Wait, what? It would be proportional to his new yeah, form. Yeah, it said it's proportional to his newer form. But like he's, you know, he's a dog man. He's not like, you know, as tall as a house. Mm-hmm. So. 
But like, not only that, but like in his human form, this dude fucks. So mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. yes, okay. absolutely, I would. All right. Bring well, me some Jack. What about Man you, Coco? Jack or, or mm-hmm. Dog Jack? <laughs> I, I yep. saw I saw you over there struggling. On yeah, the there struggle. was a couple moments there. I was like, I gotta go. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, all right. <laughs> Boy, yeah. I like, don't have any more dialogue. I'm gonna get too <laughs> reacting on not reading the dialogue. What's it supposed to say? <laughs> oh. mm-hmm. God, double vision over there. <laughs> yeah, that was working for me in both directions because <laughs> I. Would, I could switch back and forth who I was in that story. I was like, this is great. Yeah. <laughs> I could be everybody in this story. Oh, the joys of being queer. Mm. <laughs> what a good time. Oh, well. Uh, before yeah. we close, yes. I, I'm going to tell a very short story because it okay. reminded me of it when we were going. I may cut it, but it's just such a good story. So when I was in college, I just gotten there. I was like doing the dating scene and and stuff. And there was a a girl that I'd been seeing for a little while. And there was a day where it was like middle of the day. We were hanging out in her dorm room and we were getting frisky. Mm -hmm. And we had just like the TV on in the background. And it was just like daytime TV. We weren't really paying attention to what had come on or anything like that. So we weren't doing much of anything. We just had it playing in the background. So at one point... Like, my mind is going somewhere right now. I know. At one point, we moved on to her giving me a Mm blowjob. And she went on down Mm -hmm. and was getting into it. And right at that moment, we heard on the TV, I need your help. Everybody, blow, 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 blow. And, like, both of us, I mean, like, she immediately was like, just cackling. And it was Dora the Explorer. And she was trying to get a sailboat across a pond and needed everybody to help blow it across the pond. And it was just like, I can never, that entire series is now, I mean, it's not like I was watching anyway, but is ruined for me. Every time it's brought up, it's like the first thing that pops in my head. It makes me feel so gross that I'm like, that's a children's show. Blowjobs. Got it. Like, damn it. Man, it was a good moment. Given the the story that we just read, I was really expecting this to like, you looked up from getting a great blow job and you're watching the Westminster dog show or something. And like <laughs> it crossed wires in your brain. You're just like a dog oh, show. No. Eagles come. And a fetish was born. <laughs> no. That's how a fetish gets its wings. <laughs> I guess that makes sense. That's why I can't have uh pudding. It's because I was eating a spoonful of pudding while a snake was eating a slug on TV. It was like that the moment I put the pudding in my mouth, I saw the snake bite down onto a slug and my brain was just like, these are the same thing. These are the same thing. And now every time I try to eat pudding, it like causes a complete like, you're like, this is just reflux disease where I'm just like, like I can't like the opposite of a fetish. Yeah. Yeah. I can't eat a wagon wheel noodles anymore. I Mm. realize it's just pasta and all pasta is pasta Mm -hmm. and a wagon wheel noodle is the same as a spaghetti. It just looks different. Can't Mm -hmm. eat it. Won't Mm. do it. Mm. Yeah, there's some. I have some bean sprouts. Mm. They look. We don't need to talk about what they look like, but <laughs> it affected me. No, no, I eat sperm. <laughs> well, that's, that's my that was that incredulous sperm. Sperm? <laughs> no, it's it looks like a thing that we don't need to get into. But okay. it it just 
for some reason, they still taste good to me. But if I look at them too long, I'm like, ah, got to take them out of my food. Hmm. Fair enough. I mm. think that's a good stopping point. I think so, too. <laughs> so, uh, special Sorry. thanks. <laughs> special thanks to Sperms, but also you for listening. <laughs> <laughs> and if you have it, your Sperms. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> We have a we have a website. It's laughspod.com. That's L-A-F-S-P-O-D.com. Um, on there you will find little tidbits about us. You'll find like links to our social media. Most importantly, you will find our cryptid cupid kind of submission form. If you want to just give feedback too, you can still use that form, but please write us some porn. Please, please, please use that form. If you're feeling kind of itching to write something, but you don't know what to write. Hit us up. We'll help you out. We have a giant list of stuff coming. Also, if you find any leads on something someone else wrote online, please use that form. Send it our way. We're always looking for stuff for the podcast. You know, we'll give you a special shout out. Um, but yeah, uh, we also have a Patreon, which you can also find on the website. Give us money, please. <laughs> money, please. Money, please. It helps us keep doing this thing, which is a labor of love. It will help make it better. It'll help make the quality better. Helps give us more time to dedicate to it. So, yeah, please do that. And if we get enough money, we're going to put our juicy butts on the Internet for mm. you to see for your viewing pleasure. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we need mm -hmm. to think of like a number of how many like Patreon uh, patrons and then we'll do it like, I don't know, like 100. I don't know. Something. We need to come up with a number and we'll we'll do this thing. We're going to put our booties in little booty shorts and put it on the internet. But we need money to do it. <laughs> we don't we don't work for free. Also, oh. You. I was, I was going to say, on that note, uh, I'm going to plug myself. Uh, I have another podcast that mm -hmm. if you are interested in listening to it, it's called Tale of Two Biddies. Um, my friend and I uh, get together and chit chat. We talk a lot about pop culture, but the goal or the point of the show is that we take writing prompts that we find online and to come up with stories together. Um, it is funny, silly, and we're great <laughs> and he is a mischievous little fuck and a fantastic thing to listen to and um his name is gene uh and he actually is a twitch streamer so you know there's a whole chain of events where you can follow all that stuff um we're actually planning on doing a twitch stream next Ooh. week uh where i'm going to play a game and he is going to make fun of me on my decisions <laughs> and walk me through on the process because i've never streamed on twitch so it's a whole thing but yeah Super excited. And I, I just wanted to invite people over. Yeah. Please listen to that podcast. Listen to our podcast and tell your friends to listen to both of them, please. You know, word of mouth is the best way for us to get up the charts. Also, reviews, please. Good ones, bad ones, you know, constructive criticism. Be nice. Um, whatever. <laughs> Hashtag be nice. Hashtag be nice. We're sensitive flowers. We're all little delicate, anxious babies. Unless you want to be special mean. Because you can be mean to me. Oh, hashtag. Be yeah, mean if to you want to be like very, very specifically like mean to Jim, but you know what we mean by you that. Know you know mean. what we mean by that. And, yeah. You know, obviously it can't be explicit because, you know, most places will take it down. But oh, yeah. you can like, mm. you can definitely be um, suggestive. Mm. <laughs> oh. I'm just imagining all the weird things you could say. Read like, between the lines. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so send all your suggestive reviews to Jim, um, but use our podcast uh, review form to do it. 
I think that's it. Well, watch Shadow Sweeties. Stay horny, babes. Mm. Oh, woo! <laughs> <laughs>